0: dried biscuits and strung dried tamales this is brandon collins i should have justin brown should just said i'm Eddie because of that intro that's just insane but uh <laughs> everyone we're incredibly excited for our guest today uh i had the pleasure of meeting this gentleman a few weeks ago at the universal studios lot um as he was working on uh i believe the haunt for jesus savior soul trailer uh john Cantu. Uh, is a writer and director who works as a trailer editor for Universal. He has made trailers for Get Out, Nightcrawler, Silver Linings Playbook, and Us. And he was one of the two people behind the remixed tethered version of I Got Five on it, which is one of my favorite trailers of recent memory. So, John, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast, man.
1: Pleasure to be on, man. Ever since we met, I've been uh, catching up on uh, some of you. I I I started listening to like just one podcast next thing i knew i was through oh, no. practically half your catalog oh yeah. geez I mean, y- y'all are crazy
0: well, yeah. you-
2: <laughs> i'm with so that, sorry
0: with the fact that you agreed to still do this uh we appreciate you After uh, I, I, I had some
1: questions it. like I, yeah i listened to your paddington two bit and i was like uh, i don't know uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well yeah
0: well paddington justin is there so we actually got a few angry youtube comments that justin brought down the tomato meter Mm-hmm. And then all because he was sad and he's clearly a lonely man. It's just like, Jesus. I mean, y'all supported Paddington. He wouldn't be about this maliciousness.
2: Did you know that, that somebody actually reached out to me or DM me on Twitter? is like, hey, were you the guy talking shit about Paddington? I said, <laughs> that's right. That's me. And then they never wrote a thing. It <laughs> was like, "Wait, he owned that. <laughs>
1: I, I mean, you, you you are a brave man, sir. I, I, I have nothing. Um, ill to say about paddington definitely not paddington too but yeah i, I well, say have you own seen it.
0: the first one john say what have you seen the first paddington
1: oh yeah oh yeah i, I love them both
0: is it worth us checking out because we just started with Paddington Two. too we were just like whoa
1: <laughs> yeah i I, I, think, I think i think i think it helps i mean i also um my pop was in the air force and so like i i literally came of age in england on an air force base from like ages three to six so oh, wow. you know it, the, the fact that there's a good paddington movie let alone a great one it was kind of like a surprise to me and like that second one to me i is, is it wild yeah but um, yeah, yeah, as well he, he ends up with,
0: when he, I, I john like i had to call justin he didn't answer but i needed to call somebody when i was watching paddington too i'm like is he about to go to jail and then he's like he's in jail <laughs> oh
1: yeah I, yeah it's it's not a neo-realist uh portrayal of prison it's not a prophet like, <laughs> or blood and blood out.
2: Oh, blood and blood out. You know, one of my favorites.
3: Favorite.
1: Give me that classic, man.
0: Well, we appreciate you listening, man. And again, I'm I'm happy that you still stay with the date after listening to a few episodes. Um, can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, especially for our audience, like your career, trailer editing, oh, and this froze up on us. Okay, oh, yeah, you- there you go. Can you see me now? Yep, yeah, right, yeah,
2: right here. I mean, God, your damn. voice is what froze up. That's what really matters. Goddamn go spectrum!
0: I hate it. I hate it. My internet's unstable after I just turned off multiple devices on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> I really, man, LA, you are not making me want to stay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh John, if you could talk a little bit about your uh your career in trailer editing, what's like the one trailer that you're most proud of and maybe uh you know talk about like the competitive nature of the different teams that work on trailers for films that cuz you talked to the writers about that.
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean, so I didn't like well, like a lot of folks, I came to LA, you know, cause I, you know, love film and I wanted to like, tell my stories, you know, write, direct, like do, like do all, uh, you know, be, be a starving artist and all that. And uh, my first job was at basically a vendor that cut movie marketing. And this was in the great before, you know, when we actually drove tapes to the studios, um, whenever we would have a spot instead of just like digitally sending it, we would literally like lay it off to tape and then they'd have to get a runner who was me to go deliver to the studios. So um, I started there and then like worked my way up to like the machine room. And I was kind of more on track to be a writer, but then uh, I started like cutting trailers um, in uh, my off time, like overnight while I was in the machine room and, I, I kind of come from a musical background. Like when I was a, okay. when I was in high school, I used to make beats um, and on pretty loops. Kind of like say what on
0: fruity loops?
1: Oh uh, no acid music, baby. Uh, okay. and, and acid then, music, Classic. Yes. Yes. And then, uh, you know, eventually graduated to, you know, garage band and logic and all that. Um, but um, to me, when I, I discovered trailers, it was, it was very much like making a beat. It's like two and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. you know, beginning, middle and end, you, you know, it has a rhythm to it. It's, it's, it's all about rhythm. It's all about, you know, finding those, those pockets and finding that, that, you know, signature sound, whether it's, you know, whether it's a B or whether it's a trailer, there's usually like this signature quality. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, they kind of went oddly hand in hand. And I also loved editing. So, um, I, I, you know, uh,
0: I mean, you have to for what you do. I mean, um, yeah, Justin and yeah. Yubia. When we went to the studio and we saw John uh, working through the hunt for Jesus, that it's it's um. What you use? Premiere? Would it? would it was? At, well, at, at,
1: yeah. at work, we're using Avid. I use. I, I also use Premiere, but yeah, at work, it's. Avid. I
0: mean, the amount of different like files and sound syncs and everything—it was so overwhelming, but probably incredibly exciting for you to be working with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, people, I, I think what was wild is, you know, when, when you're like in, I didn't go to film school, I went, I, I was in media production, is what they called it. Um, I, I jokingly said it was film school without all the toys. Um, <laughs> but editing is editing. You
0: could just talk by somebody who doesn't really know how to use the camera, he's just read, a, watched a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs>
1: I mean, I mean, it was kind of like a mini full sale. It wasn't like, um, but, you know, I learned how to edit because editing, editing software is always going to be editing software. Hmm even if I'm not necessarily shooting with celluloid. And so um, I think what kind of blew me away the first time I saw like an avid sequence for a trailer is it like, it was, it was like 20, 30 layers of audio and each layer of audio was like um, a distinct sound effect or a music cue or even like a, a stem of a music cue. Like this is the piano layer, this is the drum layer uh, this is the sample layer. And um, I, I realized just how complex um, every piece of marketing is even for like, you know, what seems like a pretty straightforward, you know, comedy uh, could still be a 30, 40 audio track sequence with all the whooshes and all the rises and hits and all that kind of thing. And so I started to internalize that because it was very much like when I made beats. I mean, you have that that many uh, layers of audio because you're trying to make your shit sound complex. Yeah, and so um, I I really got drawn to that, and then um, I moved up really uh, um, fairly quickly for what I'm told is like most people's trailer careers. Like sometimes it takes years to move up from like PA to editor. I did it in about a year and a half, and nice. um and uh. My first campaign that I worked on was uh, the fourth Die Hard movie. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, my first major theatrical trailer finish was for this uh, Robin Williams, uh, John Travolta movie called Old Dogs.
0: Oh, which... yeah. yep. I remember <laughs> that. That's with Martin Lawrence too, right?
1: No, no, no. no, no, oh, no, no. That's Wild Hogs. But <laughs> same director. <What>? Same director. <laughs> They're multiple <laughs> John Travolta.
2: Old Wild hog Is that one of the uh, motorcycles?
1: No, uh, uh, Wild Hogs is the one with motorcycles. Old yeah. Dogs is is the one where it's John Travolta and Robin Williams are advertising buddies, and Robin Williams finds out that he has kids. Um, it's wild. Muvia.
0: We have to put that on the list. We don't oh, know. Oh, God, that's crazy.
1: Y'all, it's the movie. Do y'all listen to How Did This Get Made? Yeah. yeah. It's the movie that inspired How Did This Get Made, and um, there was an Onion AV article that came out. Um. When I did it, uh, and it was titled "Old Dogs Trailer Kills Comedy," and it went through oh, the five boy. stages of grieving through my trailer. So it was a it was a very auspicious beginning to my career.
2: But, <laughs> oh boy! <laughs>
1: but it was but you know like it, it's exciting. I was in my mid twenties. I'm like cutting trailers, and the thing is that it's a very it it's one of the more stable jobs in this industry because you, you know you always I'm,
0: need trailers. Absolutely, exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. exact.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I, um, basically, um, hopped around shops, uh, for a a few years. And then, um, I ended up at universal about six years ago. Um, and basically the way it works for folks who aren't familiar there, like the filmmakers don't, uh, usually cut their own trailers. There's, um, a lot of vendors, like basically ad agencies around town, uh, that, you know, work with. Whatever clients they're able to get, and uh, they all kind of submit uh, their vision of what the trailer is, mm. and they're all kind of competing against each other, and then Disney and Universal—I um, forget if Warner Brothers still has them—but there's a couple of studios that have their own internal uh, creative marketing teams uh, that that function in that way. I mean, a- every every studio has a marketing department. Um, that handles all their movies, but okay. some have dedicated marketing teams. And that's where I work at Universal right now.
0: Okay. So uh, one of my biggest questions I've always had about for people that make trailers is how much of the movie do you get to see in advance? Like how it, much it, do you get to work with it?
1: Yeah. Um it it depends on the movie. Every single uh every single project is a little different because of security, because of um For for a multitude of of reasons. I mean, if it's like a Sundance movie, the movie's probably practically 90% done and you've got like a full movie to work with. But if you're talking like a big franchise movie, I mean, we're starting practically when they're shooting. So we're working with dailies. We're working with um, everything they've got very often. And then there's some filmmakers that are like, yo, uh, you can only um, work with this much of the movie or that much of the movie. I mean, so it's very different every single um, project. And um, that's that's one of the reasons why sometimes you see scenes in the trailers that don't end up in the film is because um, at some point that scene was part of the movie and they decided to cut it out or this shot was part of the movie and they decided to cut it out. Or maybe we just thought this daily was like really cool. And we're like, well, if, if you've shot it and it doesn't, you know, hinder the experience of the movie, then we're going to throw it in the trailer. So, um, yeah, uh, it, it really, every single movie is its own little adventure.
2: So I mean, th- there's obviously a thing where it was like, Oh, all the best parts were in the trailer. It, you know, um, is, is that something, like, how much uh, do you have control of actually what goes into this trailer as opposed, cause I, like like you said, I know sometimes the studio will tell you, this is what we're doing. This is what's gonna be, you know, what you can use is like, do they tell you, is like, hey, this, this has to be in the trailer, this one of 100%. Um, a hundred percent.
1: Um, Again, like a- every single project is different because sometimes they'll get a movie that they're like, uh, we don't 100% know what to do, make something awesome. Sometimes they'll be like, this is exactly what we're doing. And um, sometimes on a movie, it'll be both of those experiences at different points because Mm -hmm. people will, I like suddenly they'll know what the thing is, or maybe you you were so certain about what it should be and then extenuating circumstances, um, things out in the world, current events, force you to pivot and um so yeah uh, the this it's always a very collaborative environment because you're you're not only are you dealing with your colleagues at the vendor you're also dealing with the marketing executive that's handling the movie you're dealing with testing um you're dealing with the head of the studio um and then you're especially at Universal, you're dealing with filmmakers who have some very strong opinions about you know uh yes this or no absolutely not and um so it's kind of a dance between all parties it's not just it's 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 not a it's not a solo sport by any means of the imagination so what
0: was the process of working on the us trailer oh i mean spoiling that like because that's a very that movie has (laughs) a lot of layers a lot of different twists and so what was the what was that like working on
1: that? Oh, working on, uh, well, for, so I, I had, you know, had the pleasure of, uh, cutting the get out trailer. And so there was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of pressure and of like, uh, how do we follow this up? And, um, I think, you know, uh, it's pretty public knowledge about the get out trailer. Like at one point, um, there were folks that believed we should spoil the keys moment. Like, you know, I can't give you the keys, right? Babe. Like there was a point, at which um you know that was going to be put in the trailer and then Jordan was thankfully able to lobby for it. No, 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 no. We're not spoiling that. Um mm. and so on What us, was the
0: reasoning? Just to was it just to like get it out in the open, and be like, this is what the movie is or
1: Yeah, I think there I think there was some concern. I mean, and this is true of every great movie I've ever worked on, um, of like basically we have to pick a lane and e- even in the trailer like you know we kind of go a, a more traditional horror route than the movie itself which is you know is more of a social thriller admittedly but you know it's a little easier in two and a half minutes to sell the idea this is a horror movie um and then so with us it was just about okay how do we how do we up the Annie? how do we um really you know take Jordan Peele to the next level. And um, I mean, at least when I read the script, something that really popped out to me was I got five on it because I was like, yo, this is, I grew up with this song. Like I I grew up singing (laughs) this on the bus and like, um, and so um, the idea of a um, horror version of I got five on it uh, basically sprung up and then, you know, um how do you execute that and then it was a matter of mixing you know library and then um like pre -pre pre-recorded library like hits and tones um along with uh composing with like doing doing a specific composition uh for for that and then laying out some like i personally like laid out some stuff um and then i arranged it all on the avid and that's why it just it sounds so weird and distinctive is because it was never composed like in a you know it the score was not necessarily written out for that until mm. it got incorporated into the movie and then michael labels like you know um did his thing with it and uh so it was really just kind of an ever evolving thing um because originally it was supposed to be uh you know the pot of do from the nutcracker uh, and then uh you know
0: it, it, it just evolved it, into
1: yeah yeah it, it, it you know the funny thing is it, it's all such a blur because you know when i was putting it to when i was putting it together it was just like wow this is uh, something really special that I, I i kind of like blank out at like how a lot of it was done but you know i basically arranged it in the avid you know we mixed it and then the the um the response was you know so uh you know rapturous that it became uh something that became a part of the movie um like i got five on it was always part of the movie but that particular part of it was like something that evolved in the process
2: it uh well first of all that um that trailer is like one of my favorites i mean because you just a part of it, like you didn't know, like, all right, what the fuck is this movie about? (laughs) You you know what I'm saying? But that lended to just the mystery uh, of it. And then like the song really drew you in and it gave it this really cool tone. Uh, But just talking about the music and how, you know, and how big of a part the music plays. So like, I remember like, like in the nineties, early two thousands, right it seemed like, all right, this song came out and then this song is in the trailer of every fucking movie (laughs) out there. It's like, do you feel like, you know, is it a thing where it's like, like the people like having this like, okay, this song has been used in like, you know, four or five different trailers out, you know, in the last three years, maybe let's stay away from this. Like, or is it just a thing where it's just like, it fits our tone, you know. This is what we're going with. You're you're trying to find, you know, just a certain kind of vibe.
1: I mean, sometimes, sometimes it it is just, you know, a song fits, and yeah, it just happened to be. I mean, sometimes a cue is great, like you know the uh, that cue from uh, Sunshine that was like in every single thing, or the or the Twenty Eight Days Later song, or you know, uh, my my very very first trailer was uh, to um, Hall of the mountain King the you know like it just there's a reason that's in every single comedy trailer it just cuts and um whether it's a dark comedy whether it's like a kid's comedy I mean sometimes it's just a matter of tone um and then sometimes it's you know requested yo this is hot go with this yeah I mean thankfully I I feel like at least um, recently, there's a desire to not tread the same ground because you know the internet is forever and you know we want to we want to you know break some new ground uh because we have to give people a reason to come to the theater especially now and so um it's really all about finding what is what is our cue for this campaign what is what is the recontextualization of it and um you know when i started. Cutting, you know, the idea of a trailerization of a song was pretty infrequent. I, I think it happened, but I, I, I think where it really turned a corner was when the uh, social network trailer dropped with that boys choir version of Radiohead Creep. Um, and uh-huh. then um, that kind of, that was one of those trailers that kind of changed the game because before that, it was just always oh, man, did you hear that Nine Inch Nails song in the 300 trailer? And, like, there's just songs that just fit like a glove. Yeah. But in terms of, like, original composition, it's just kind of skyrocketed recently.
0: So one final question before we we actually get into Prey, because I know some people are like, I thought they were going to talk about the new Predator movie. What's going on? Talk about trailers. But one thing, um, and, John, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't you have a hand in the Candyman, Beyonce? remix trailer
1: yes yes um and that was a really fun one because i mean you know in terms of like where all these cues come from like like in get out i uh for the academy campaign i remixed um redbone um i I gave it like a dark piano sort of feeling you know i got five on it was um you know in the script for us and then, you know, say my name is all over <laughs> the actual Candyman movie. Yep. Um, but something that I realized while I was like watching the, the old one is that the original Philip Glass score is in the same uh musical key as um... sorry i to be I'll, better I'll, 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 that's I'll, I'll, on me that's I'll, on me apologies do, do i got do, do, do y'all actually is
0: calling <laughs> she her ears are ringing
2: <laughs> it's the beehive She's oh like, no NDA. um but,
1: but what i realized uh when i was going back watching the original uh candy is that the philip glass score and uh say my name were are actually in the same key and so um, we got a trailerized uh, version from this company called Pitch Hammer uh, of the original Philip Glass score. And then all I had to do was get an acapella of Say My Name and then just like slow it down and beat match it. Um, and so that's what that trailer basically is. It's two it's two separate musical cues, but we never use like the original uh, Say My Name music because obviously tonally it would be you know, a little off for what that movie is.
0: It's haunting. I mean, like, uh, in our our podcast uh, Twitter account got tagged a lot in that trailer when it first came out because, you know, since our Candyman two, um, episode we've been pushing the theory that Beyonce is Candyman. So when that trailer <laughs> came out, we were like, "Holy moly, it's going mainstream now." <laughs>
1: I mean, I You're mean, speaking the, to us that y'all have already gotten into the idea of like the Bayhive and all that that. She is oh, Candyman.
2: Yeah, we, we don't like it. They did yeah, not
0: we, like it. We don't <laughs> talk about it too much. Yeah. We tried to sell merch saying Beyonce is Candyman and none of the, none of the merchant oh. would. Oh, oh,
1: well, y'all dug your own grave there. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> well, Beyonce is copyrighted, I guess. So anytime you mention Beyonce, it gets flagged. If it's not like her team approving it, they're like scrubbing it from the internet. Um, Especially if you're trying to sell stuff, stuff with her, her name in it, I guess. Sure, sure.
1: I mean I, I know that, you know, that's always a consideration, you know, when you're when you're working on a movie with Beyonce or Destiny's child, like you better be prepared, you know, to like you better have like a backup cue just in case she's like not feeling the movie or
0: whatever. Oh, I'll always have a backup when it comes to me and Destiny's child. I'll I'll, I'll be ready for all potential outcomes. Uh, oh boy. But, but Justin, let's like break prison.
3: Down... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wait, I said that. It's
1: not good.
0: But uh Justin, let's break down Prey, the Hulu release. That should have been theatrical, but we'll talk about that later.
2: Yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. Okay, so we're starting off in seventeen nineteen and we're, you know, jumping right in with like the Comanche uh, you know, Native American tribe, and we're following um a young, a young girl named Naru, and she's basic. It's it, she's basically looking for, well, I guess, kind of her rite of passage, which typically, you know, you know, women don't necessarily go through. Uh, but she, you know, she, her father's uh, no longer in the pictures. Obviously, you know, he seemed to he passed. Her brother is kind of like, you know, the dude of the tribe. You know, he's 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 the hunter, he's the warrior, you know, he's the guy that everyone exalts. And um
0: his name was say yeah. Toby or something?
2: Yeah. And uh so now you know she, you know, but she's a great tracker. You know, she's uh she's a pretty accomplished uh hunter in her own right. And she's you know full extent her like she she's a pretty she's pretty badass. She, she's a badass. I think we can all <laughs> say like Amber yeah. She was,
0: yeah she's uh she's She's pretty badass, and uh, yeah, she's uh, she's pretty as well. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yes, yes. Even when she's yeah, all lighted up, ever like, mid hey. thunder
1: is a star. Like yeah. I mean, I mean, I, we're gonna be seeing her a lot more. I bet.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. So we take we so basically, you know, going through this kind of uh, rite of passage, you have to kill, um, you have to kill uh, uh, something that's hunting you. So like you know, uh, originally it was um it, it was a li- a mountain lion. Yeah, it was a mountain lion. But then my girls was like, "Oh no 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 no, not a mountain lion. There's something else out here, and that's what I want to be." <laughs> I was just like, it, "It kills me because in the later in the movie when her brother goes, it's like, of all things, that is what you want to." Hunt? <laughs> She's like, "Yeah." <laughs> But um, real
0: quick, real quick. If you're watching the video, you could see little Jackson watching in the background. Oh no. <laughs> um But it, uh it, it's also because she's trying to prove herself to the tribe, right? They keep like dismissing oh, yeah. her when she wants to haunt. It's uh if it reminded me of Brave a little bit, where she wants to be like taken seriously as an archer and like respected by the men and they're like, nah, little girl, like
2: well, I mean, at the same time, I think that you know it, it's kind of uh, you know a common theme of you know a woman wanting to step out of you know the um, the tip of the stereotypical role of a woman in a society, and then she and then everyone's just like, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Like you know, the guys in the tribe literally say to her, "Is just like uh, if you want to cook something, <laughs> I'm cool with that, but it's like you're a liability out yeah, here." Yeah, that's when you know they're dead. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> they making it out of it once,
1: once you say a lie, like oh it's like oh he's first
2: yep yep like the dude he's sitting with her in the trees it's like you're never gonna you're never gonna survive out here me and your brother we gonna take down this big mm-hmm. cat and we gonna take him home and then you gonna stay in the kitchen for-
0: <laughs> and that's that's the sad part too is when like you know you think about how society um sometimes sees women and the fact that they went like in 1719 it's not even the kitchen justin let's you're being generous it's like literally a hole in the ground with some leaves and trees to start a fire and they have to cook a whole fucking meal for who
2: knows how many people and (laughs) that's the comanche uh, kitchen in 1719 it's okay hey man that's
1: hey man that's my people too i mean you know
2: they I mean, was that qualified. was all of our people at some point. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: they really, because of, and we'll get more into the plot, but because of the success of this movie and, like, the setting, they could do Predators in all these different, like, settings. They could do it, like, back in the slavery days. They could do it, I know there's a lot of people that have been talking about um Frodo Japan, like, uh, feudal Japan, not uh, feudal, feudal Japan.
1: <laughs> they can do it in Middle Earth. There's a
2: predator. Yeah, in, i, 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 I They can do it in
0: Hogwarts. Like they could do a bunch of cool shit with the predator.
2: I do. I think that's a that's an awesome idea. But I mean, but like, which one is Hogwarts? Be, no. No, uh, just like the, the predator in different time frames, different parts. But at the same time, it's like, is there only one predator, you know, that that landed on Earth at that time frame, or is like, are there multiple ones? Hanging there was around? a
0: teaser at the end, right? Isn't there a teaser that there's another one there?
1: Well, it's in the it's in the post credit um, yeah. animation. Is that you see a bunch of shit kind yeah. of showing up, very much like happened at the end of. Uh, the Adrian Brody one, Predators, same thing happened. And then they're just like, now we got to find out how to get off this fucking planet. And then the movie ends and you're like, whoa, is this a TV pilot?
0: Yeah, (laughs) we we reviewed the Predator, which came out in 2018. And that was a Shane Black, which we weren't big fans of. I saw Predators with uh, Adrian Brody and Lawrence Fishburne. That's that was so bad. It wasn't even fun. Except Lawrence Fishburne. So cuckoo bananas that I was entertained for maybe 10 minutes.
1: But- I actually want to, so I want to talk about that because I want to sort of like, you know, uh, y'all y'all gave me the uh, privilege of, you know, deciding what movie we were going to talk about, and I mean, so this this franchise to me, like the fact, so just just spoiler, I fucking love this movie, um, but this franchise has not been my favorite.
3: <laughs> um, like I mean,
1: I I think we all grew up with there there was the holy trinity of like. Sci-fi action. It was Terminator, Alien, and Predator. Yep. And the thing is, Terminator and Alien both have two classics. There was Predator, and then it's it's pretty slim pickings. Like it's
0: Predator I mean, and Prey. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. It. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and
1: that's the thing is like the first one. I mean, I, I love the first one. The first one's a masterpiece. It's amazing. Like if you ever study up on the history of it, that it actually got made and is watchable like the whole jean-claude van damme will like be in the predator at some point and it just didn't work out
2: um, <laughs> that would have been but, lot, <laughs> yeah i'm going to <laughs> kill everyone <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why the act was terrible <laughs> yeah
1: but that movie's wild because you got to think about it it's like this is a reagan era movie and it's about like an elite squad going into south america to fuck shit up i mean i know they're they're rescuing but you know it's it, I, it's it's kind of iffy you know and then the second one with danny glover in la as well is in the middle of a drug war in la where you know this maverick cop you know is the only one that can you know take down colombian and jamaican drug gangs and it was made in 1990 uh you know not exactly the best timing in
2: retrospect (laughs) yeah right
1: (laughs) but then the worst one the very worst one Um, is Alien versus Predator, which, apart from having the audacity to be PG-13, has this bit that says, oh, yeah, uh, the Predators have been coming for thousands of years, and all these peoples have built the pyramids for the Predators to have their, you know, coming-of-age rituals. And to which, you know, I I remember being in the theater and be like, fuck you. (laughs) But...
0: Isn't that so, the worst one, like a franchise you kind of like or maybe even love? Does something like fuck you, dude? Yeah, that, it's like, no, uh,
2: like, we're not going to we, we will we will
1: not accept that. So that's the other thing that Prey does. On, on top of being a badass movie is I basically heard the filmmakers uh were basically saying the idea is that this is the first predator. So it's 1719, you know, simple math, you just retconned. Uh, Alien versus Predator. It's not in the timeline, so thank you, Dan Trachtenberg, for getting that piece of shit out of the continuity. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if nothing else, it, Prey already did that. It's already a service to society. But the fact that it's just so badass and might even, from a writing standpoint, give I think possibly give the first one to run for its money.
2: Oh, I i truly believe it definitely gives the first one especially because you know the first one you have i guess i guess well i mean compared to now you have modern weapons right you know we're going to you know bows and arrows and th- and such it really uh, takes it to a whole nother level because watching this movie when the predator first shows up well first shows himself you know to the comanche and and the <laughs> and dude you know, takes gets his head taken off. Well, actually, gets like four, like four stakes in, in in his body, and the other two is just like, oh shit! And they're like, let's go get this thing. I'm just like, you just see what you happened to you, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: there's a lot of, uh, hey, I just saw my best friend get burned, but I could do this. <laughs> there's yeah. there's no real like self awareness about their abilities.
1: Well, there yeah. never has been. <laughs>
0: I mean, true. I mean. Real quick note about the first predator. It's it's good, but they still convince us like most movies in the 90s that start Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're like, This guy's American is American pie. I'm
2: like, he's where's this accent? No one brings up the accent. We're a melting pot, Brandon. We <laughs> always have been a melting pot. <laughs> My my favorite is
1: End of Days, where he's like like a a veteran New York City cop. And you're, (laughs) yes, it's like, yes, he's he's been in New York for a while. Yeah. Oh, so Chris.
0: But um, to John's uh, previous point about the influence of this movie. So, UVR researcher found that the director Dan Trackenberg, who did 10 uh, Cloverfield Lane, said that Billy Soul, the Native American tracker in the first Predator, led to the idea of this movie because he was too young to watch the film when it came out. He had heard from older kids that there was a scene where Billy stood on a bridge over a waterfall and fought the Predator. But when I eventually saw the movie, that scene wasn't in it. And that's the beginning of, you know, the Siva's Planet, where wouldn't it be awesome to have a movie that focuses on that character's story? And while predator, uh, Prey isn't directly that story, that's what influenced them to, I guess, explore like, the Native American Comanche uh, arc of this film setting.
2: Well, you know, I also think that you know, just the fact is that, you know, we're going going to the Comanche and going to like, you know, you know, a warrior people and and bringing them and bringing them uh into light against like, you know, one of the most elite, you know, hunters, warriors, whatever you want to call them, you yeah. know, in the galaxy, you know, in, in Predator lore is just it, it really just like it, it heightened it it really heightened it and it just took it to another level. And again, like, and as I was saying before, it's like, we don't have modern weapons. These kids, you know, you got bows and arrows and such. Uh, So like, it's just, all right, you guys don't have a chance against this thing. And it's just like, so you have to outsmart it, which um, uh, Naru did, you know, amazing job, just like, you know, learning on the fly and just like, uh, noticing like certain little things about it a- a- and the tells and then just like evolving along with, you know, uh it, with, within the battle, within the movie. And I think that's what it, it's really that was, makes it really captivating. Because, again, you're like, there's no way you can beat this thing. It's just she, like um, you got to figure some shit out or it's, or it's curtains.
0: Well, I think that's what they were saying about her character. She was very observant and strategic. She was she. Cause she observed the predator. Like as soon as she saw that dude take out that big ass bear, she's like, "Oh, what is this thing?" Cause she knew from the jump that it wasn't a lion that was fucking the, the things up in the in the forest. She's like, "This isn't what you all think it is." Um, and so she immediately knew she was dealing with something different. And then when she saw it in its form, and you know uh, they saw that it could bleed, they were, she was like, "We can kill this thing. There's a way to kill it. We
1: just got to figure out how." I mean, so, that's why I think this is actually one of the almost, I think the process of her figuring that out is what makes this possibly the best written one is because everything leads to another. Like, I gotta figure out how to actually get these rabbits. Yep. I'm gonna make an ax that I can re, you know, retract immediately. Like God of I War,
0: th- that was awesome. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. He, he's exactly. actually mentioned that like, like that and then the shield that pops out the way it does are yep. both uh, God of War uh, influences, but then Because she does that axe she's able to get out of the mud pit she knows about the mud pit. um, Which she uses later and then also with the axe she's able to take out you know the fur trappers because she does that she learns how to use the pistol. And while she's learning how to use the pistol she sees the um, the bone skull with the targeting thing she sees that oh his uh, weapon doesn't work um, if his targeting systems off and then she brings it all together in the end, I mean the only thing i think um dutch did in the original movie is he's like oh it can see me if i'm it, it can see my body heat so i'm gonna get in mud Put but mud that's <laughs> other than that it was just booby traps yeah but but prey is just like literally like a rube goldberg machine of okay this is how i'm gonna take it down
2: well and then just the fact is like that that um the medicine that you're using uh like dropped the body heat yeah. so like you know there's like, okay. A
0: that was a good callback for the beginning with the flower that was mm-hmm. flower that was a really
2: good callback so uh just a, a quick thing you know so we had you know the quicksand uh kind of uh, thing uh, happening in this now you know that you know that whole thing the quicksand you can die in quicksand that's a whole that that's bullshit right <laughs> That you so, can
0: you die in quicksand
2: so quicksand you can actually only go down in quicksand like up to your waist the only way that you would die in quicksand is if you literally fell in head first or like just fell in, you know, fa- like fell in head first or, or like face first. You would easily be, you'd be able to stand up uh, out of it. So basically it's just like, it's sand, you know, you know somewhere uh, over like a water, you know, uh, and then it, it just turns into like a clay and you go down. But again, you only go down to your waist because you're gonna only sub- submerge so much. Because- yeah, the- Yes, is- but this was mud. Yeah, well, yeah. no, but it's it's quicksand.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's definitely a movie trope. I mean, you know, like I, hey. I, I'm sure uh, if she jumps from the tree, like her knees are destroyed when she lands. Listen, <laughs> you know. I know what it's
0: like to get sucked down a mud puddle. Okay, um,
2: did did I ever see
0: her when I was in seventh grade? What? We went to a gravel pit.
2: Wait, wait, ho- wait, hold on. Say sure. that one more time. Right?
0: <laughs> okay, I got sucked into a mud pit. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me, New York. All right. I, I was in second grade at our school. Our class went to a gravel pit. And uh,
2: is, was the Wu-Tang Clan there?
0: <laughs> unfortunately not. Uh, ODB was out there. But um, there was a lot of white people there. They were like, hey, let's play around with these rocks and mud. And then um, there is this big pit. Like this just mud pit. And I wandered over to it and I just put my feet in the mud. And this is a, this is the first of many feet and things that I did not learn from because I did this in like a glacier in Alaska. But I put my foot in the mud and it immediately started sinking. And I was up to my neck in the mud. Like, that's how deep I went into it. And just I just got lucky that other kids saw me dr- fucking drop into this. mud. it took three dads to pull me out. They had to use a sledgehammer and he used that as leverage to pull me out of his mud. And my grandmother was picking me up from school. Obviously she didn't know that her grandson was going to be covered from head to toe in fucking dry. mud. like, bro, when I tell you my daughter took her time putting newspaper on the, the seat of her car, she was so. <laughs>
3: <bad>. <laughs> uh, that's was see, there was that, that's
2: such a brand in this.
0: <laughs> it was pretty bad. I mean, Luckily, the kids got forgot pretty quickly. I That's some shit that sticks with you for life. But for some reason, I never got like a sad nickname out of it or anything.
1: Dude, but, Was but how, between how this in uh, your biology lesson and patenting too, man? I, oh I, I don't boy. <laughs> good
2: Lord,
0: uh, did, did it you a lot, but it you're on right, the right, John. It gives me a lot of stuff to write about.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, how old were you at that point?
0: Second grade. So seven, probably
2: seven. OK, so yeah. that makes sense because, you know, like typically you got like, maybe like three, like, like three to four feet. Like, that's how far you go down. So that's probably why you went, you, you know went up to yeah. your neck. So, but like, the more you struggle, you know, the faster you, you you'll actually uh, go down.
0: Oh yeah. So that's, actually... I, know. I know. I learned that. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you think? I'm just standing there
0: zipping into this thing like a fucking ice cream cone. No, I am struggling to get out.
2: <laughs> I, you know, I, I wish I wish I could rewind time and just see you in that moment.
0: <laughs> oh man, I still remember the look like my grandmother game. gave. Like, it wasn't even like, it was just like, my poor kid, like, this shouldn't happen to anybody, let alone my grandson. Like, he, he fell into a mud pool. But, um...
2: There was a, so when I was in college, uh, uh, a bunch of my friends that went to this, like, they had this big party or whatever, is was out in, like, yeah, you know, wherever in the middle of nowhere, and uh, there was this big, like, kind of like gap in the ground, and in the middle there was a big mud pit uh, in there. So everybody's like, you know, jumping over the mud, things like that. This girl goes to jump, and she, you know, hits the side, falls right into the mud. Now she's covered in mud. Uh, one of my friends, um, Joe, uh, he's uh, not the most athletic guy, and you know, it's kind of it's kind of a thing. He's like, he's like, I can make it over that mud. Oh. And we knew he wouldn't. We knew he wouldn't. And he goes running. He jumps way too early, and one foot makes the other one goes right down into the mud. So he has one leg that's like up to the knee, which is just covered in mud. And then that became uh, the legend of Old Blackfoot. And we just, oh, we just they got didn't get anything like that. <laughs>
0: I would have left Ann Arbor real quick. <laughs> Old Brownie Collins over there, like you know, like I couldn't deal with that shit. Um, you know,
2: we we printed out pictures of just like you know, like a fo- like like the Ninja Turtles the foot symbol, and we just posted it everywhere. <laughs> it's on his car. It's on his door. At <laughs> least, well, as
1: long as it wasn't like actual mud on like the side of his
2: car. Oh well I mean he had mud everywhere he had oh, he had to throw away his shoe
1: <laughs> That is the one thing I, I if I if I'm being super nitpicky about this movie I mean like after you're in that mud pit like she gets pretty clean real, really quick Yes but Yeah, yeah. I mean
0: yeah. that's that's always tr- hard to do in continuity and stuff like that um Yeah I did. I did like the, the predator wasn't the only thing. She had the fear in this like those French dudes. I love they added an extra element of danger just to remind everyone. Hey, men are pieces of shit. It's just reminding you all like we are. not.
2: <laughs> I, I am kind of I'm, I'm happy that we they didn't, you know, immediately jump to rape, though. I'm, I'm just happy we didn't have to get there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We didn't need to go there at all. Um, But talking about the French. Uh, fur trappers. Can we talk about? I think the best scene in any Predator movie, which is when they're in the swamp and they're using them as bait, and then mm-hmm. the Predator just runs through them, and it's like it. It's like it's like watching a damn mixtape. <laughs> like just all the way, <laughs> all the ways that the Predator just takes these guys out. It's literally like watching a. I I, I was uh. I mean, I loved the movie to that point. I was just kind of enraptured, but I literally was like leaning in and cheering in my own house, like during that's, that entire scene. That's what's
0: disappointing about, like, I mean, a lot of people have seen this on Hulu. I think it's one of Hulu's biggest, uh, most watched uh things that they have on the, the platform. The most
1: watched premiere, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: because that scene would have been awesome to see in the theater because it's the kills are really good. The- yes. Yeah. Like every time, it's just like, oh shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like uh, even when he when the predator kills the bear, I was like, damn, I, well,
2: like, I didn't, didn't know it was that strong. Yeah, the, the, pre- the that the, the predator in the bear fight. That was that was awesome. That was really awesome. Like even when like the bear's body falls down, like, you know, into that like beaver den uh, with her and then he dragged it like that whole. That whole sequence was just absolutely stunning. It was oh, it was amazing shots. Real
0: yeah. quick, um, am I remembering correctly that she tries to go after the mountain lion initially, and then she falls and knocks herself out, right?
1: She, no, she shoots the arrow. Yeah, and then the mountain lion like goes for her, and then they both like break the branch, and she knocks out, and then she Got wakes it. back. Uh, she, she wakes up back. Yeah, and, I guess
0: my question for that was, how come the mountain lion didn't eat her as soon as it woke up? Because she killed uh, cause
1: it. Because she had, yeah, because the cause, oh, well,
2: with the arrow? the arrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, she killed it with the arrow. Her brother just cut off the head and then just co- brought the mountain lion back. So when he says it's like, hey, you know, you know what you did? You 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 got him. Oh, you got right. him. Was, right. Your plan actually did work, but he told her that later. But he basically yeah. brought her back and then he went and retrieved the the, the cat, okay. the big cat. Got it.
1: I didn't know that like that, that she had actually that 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 the shot had been made. I. I I thought that, like, he, like,
2: used the same method. In yeah, me
0: design. neither. I thought, but...
2: yeah, he so,
0: because he does... Well,
2: she did, like, a, He's like, I, he at, did it. Like, I at just that point, it. I don't think that she had the arrow. She had the spear. She, she, Because she, she had the spear at, at that point. So when mm-hmm. it lunged at her... Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I mean... Going you know, ba- oh, sorry.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I, I just want to know, what's your favorite kill in the, in, like, the swamp scene? Because... Oh man. Like I could, I could talk about two or three of them and like.
2: (laughs) Well, for me is when, first of all, when the predators fucking parkouring over the (laughs) the trees and he, and he drops a little something for him and these guys like, Hmm. What's that? And only one dude's just like, I ain't fucking with that, and runs off. This <laughs> shit jumps up. And he's like, Oh my- oh no. <laughs> like, I thought that that was fuck okay. because it was so dumb that they would sit around and it's like, guys, you have no idea. Like, this is such a foreign object for you. Like, why are you standing around just like you-
0: in- <laughs> that's why they, they try froze. to use bear traps and shit? They're
1: like, <laughs> like no, I that just- ain't gonna work. I just love that they get blown up like you, you like they start running and then you see it like in the distance it's like go 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 good goo, goo. like far off in the distance like oh yeah here's our main characters yeah it's wild but, but my favorite is when is like because he's already been like the bear trap like gets him and then he just takes off the bear trap picks it up and then throws it at that
0: was my it. favorite one too yeah that oh, like especially because the guy pulls out the knife like oh i'm gonna
1: get
2: you sucker <laughs> and the brother's just like okay boom <laughs> but again considering the fact of what this freaking monster is doing to everybody around you the confidence it the confidence the bear trap
0: to get out of it <laughs> it, it literally skin burns the metal
2: well you know what actually my favorite kill in, the, in that one was when it shoots the net and then the net basically engulfs the guy and then it basically disintegrates him and goes right yep, through him. Yep. Like that shit was fucking awesome. Well, they did,
1: cause they've done that before. I mean, that was about to happen to Danny Glover when he in predator two, like, and then he, I forget if he had like a predators uh, dagger or something and that's how he like got out of it. But like, that is a callback, but I was just thinking shit we've never seen that except for in you know the film we do not speak of alien versus predator you know where the the alien kind of like burned through the net but but yes to actually see that it was like oh that i mean i i do not know how you avoided an nc-17 rating with that thing that
2: that was i i was just like that it's that's that was such a cool visual I mean the the other one is the shield kill where it's like he's got the
1: guy after he's like axe the other dude and then he just turns the shield on to decapitate the guy which is a perfect setup later for when um he's fighting naru um because uh you know you see him bringing that shield closer and closer and you and you've already seen the predator like decapitate somebody with this so you're like Oh shit! I know what that shield does. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that was was that was was so smart about what she did. It was like um, she saw all of his weapons. Like he had a few surprises still, but she was like, "I know exactly what all these things will do." So I, in like her mind, she can prepare defenses or at least know her reaction time needs to be a lot faster. It's watched all like, the tape, man. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. It's like you know, it, you just it's so helpful to know that stuff because then you don't go head first into the fight. Like a lot of these fuckers were doing.
2: Yeah, a lot of these <laughs> imbeciles were
0: doing. Like, I don't oh. know how. Like, to, like to your point, Justin, I don't know how you see all these people around you getting yoked, and you're not even trying. Like, just survival instincts. Like, in your body, just like I need to save
2: my body and run oh, away. <laughs> like, like it's it's also like, like, like you remember like the Ninja Turtle movies? If if I'm out and I'm part of the foot, I'm a badass fucking ninja. And all of a sudden, I see a five foot fucking tall muscle bound fucking turtle doing martial arts and beating the dog shit out of like 20 of my friends. I'm just like, well, you know what? I'm no longer in the foot.
0: Bro, that's not beating the dog shit out of people when you're decapitating them and gutting them out. That's 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 literally turning them
2: into dog shit. But but that's the but that's the thing, Brandon. I'm talking street level. These guys are in another fucking <laughs> plane, and they're still running in. They're, they're like uh, they're like oh, predator comes out. It's like let me pour this gunpowder. I'm gonna pack it. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> that, that was the best comedy bit where they like all shoot,
1: and you're just and you know you're you're used to you know the first movie where they just unloaded on that part of the forest, and you're like oh yeah, it's 1719. It's going to take him a little longer
2: to get a second bullet. (laughs) And he's just looking at him. He's just like, for real.
1: (laughs) Well, this is the other thing I love about this predator is like the other predators kind of play with their food. Like they're, they like stand around and like, what? Like, you know, like at the end of predator, uh, the first one he's playing with Arnold. This one doesn't fuck around. This one is always just mowing through people because he's just an asshole. and, Yeah. And he I I love that they kind of made this predator kind of have its own personality, its own look. It doesn't look like the classic predator. I mean, it's there's just so many things that the filmmakers did where it's like, we're going to make our original stamp. And it's, you know, it's because they decided to say what?
0: I was going to say Dan Trackenberg and uh, the cinematographer. I want to give them a shout out. Uh, Jeff Cutter, I think, did a really good job with rewarding the audience for paying attention, right? Like for paying attention to like the weapons that were like being used and like uh, things that would happen to other characters, like Naru, she's observing all this. So at the end, when she, takes the the one remaining french dude she knows that i gave him this herb that the predator couldn't see him after that because it lowered his body temperature i can use the flower to do that effect i can i can use him as bait the way that he tried to use me but in an effective way it was all these things that paid off if you had been paying attention to all that stuff which to the writer's credit too didn't really make it too complex for you to follow along and i think that that's why so many different people are resonating with this movie
2: Also, like the whole scene where, you know, obviously that guy loses uh, his leg and she's trying to stop the bleeding uh, on it. And then, you know, he teaches her how to use a gun, you know, and all that. But then when the predator comes in, that guy fakes dead, which I'm just like, thank you, somebody finally fakes dead in the movie. (laughs) You know, it's like somebody's being smart, but then he gets stepped on. And he's like, oh, like Like, that was. (laughs) Like. It 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 was it was it was such a good scene because I felt like the the kills they made sense, and and that's one of the things I think we Definitely miss with a lot of this stuff. They just like throw just gratuitous gore and just just endless violence for no reason. But like the predator, the predator's like, you know, he steps on him, the guy, fucking pops up, and comes like, oh shit, and kills him really quick. Like like it all just makes it makes more sense because also you got to realize that. The predator doesn't know how, you know, how, how, I guess, how little of a threat human beings are to him, because this is technically his kind of first contact. Right. So it's also learning us. So it's like, all right, they got these weapons and things like that. And the mass is like, all right, that's a threat. That's a threat and and all that. And that's why it's killing. You know, the fact is that it wasn't going to kill um, uh, her because she got caught in a bear trap. It was like, okay, you're not a threat. There's no reason, you know, uh, to mess with you. All that kind of stuff, it really just makes the, the it, it really just makes this a better movie uh, because there's rules to this game. And that's one of the things, like, we didn't get from the Coke-fueled uh, 80s. You know, it, it just, everything was just like, it's a killing machine.
0: And it's America,
1: baby. <laughs>
2: <So> believe that. <laughs>
1: but they're not assassins. They're a rescue squad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 yeah, dude comes um, through with a minigun, but they're a rescue squad. <laughs> I, I, I'm here
2: under the guys of America, United States. <laughs> oh, I will
0: uh, say, she had to have immaculate timing though to get that that kill. The yeah. way that she timed the shot to the head for the predator, that was crazy. Yeah, I, I, I cheered, but I was like, <laughs> could girl.
3: Did she pull that off?
2: Well, especially she's just like, "This is as far as you go," and all that. I'm just like, "Nah, nah you shouldn't be talking. You should be hoping that thing just
4: goes
0: Yeah, don't say that right. till after the like the the villains' heads exploded. Yeah, right. <laughs> People always say that shit right before someone dies, and it never works out in their favor.
2: <laughs> like, it's like it seems like you got a plan. I'm a oh, you almost yeah. got me.
0: <laughs> like you're you're about to kill your like arch enemy. And you're like. You should have paid attention to all those deposits. And then it's like he, he shoots you in the head because <laughs> he had time to
1: get his gun. Hey, man, it was the it was the first one. And I think if these uh, if these uh, movies prove anything, the Predators don't spend send their best to Earth because they're always dying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're not seeing their best.
1: <laughs> I can't. I can't. Do oh, that. no, 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 yeah. don't, don't. Oh, no, 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 don't do
3: that.
0: <laughs> I know. I, we, we hate it. We hate it so much. Uh, real quick before we get to our, our ratings, and then it's kind of obvious how we all feel about the movie. Uh, we do have some Patriot thoughts, and folks, remember you signed up for Patreon, your uh, thoughts and reviews are automatically read on that upcoming episode. So, first off, we have Sean C., who wrote, This movie exceeded my expectations, loved it. Yo, Leo wrote. I was a bit disappointed that he had to pull all the gadgets out on the bear hashtag R.I.P. Big Bear. Also, a lot of perfectly aimed gunshots at the shield hated that I really enjoyed the respect given to the natives uh, fight IQ and intuition. It was a fun watch that I'll likely never watch again. And the bear and praying emoji. Okay. Uh, Terrence Kershaw wrote the best predator movie I've seen. I wasn't sure what to expect, but it was a very pleasant surprise. Jerry Brodock Jr. wrote, surprisingly good. To me, this is on par with Predators 2010 movie released with Adrian Brody. I'm confused by that comment, Jerry, but we'll talk later. The Predators movie lore is what drew me to this movie. And to be honest, aside from the OG Predators and the 2010 movie, the, this is the predators have been mid. I, I don't know what I'm just trying to say there. Dre wrote, I enjoyed this movie. It definitely gave me the same feelings as other two favorite movies in the uh, film series. Predator 1987 and Predators 2010. Did people like the 2010 one? What's happening here?
2: so.
1: I mean, I I heard on that that pod, uh, I think we're we're talking about the same podcast. I think it was like the ringer one uh, where they ranked the Predator movies and they put they put Prey at three and Predators at two. And I mean, I had fun. It it does have the second best scene, which is when the yakuza like dude like takes on the predator in like the field. That scene is definitely badass. But I'm like, I mean, the movie doesn't end. They're just like, let's get off this fucking planet. It's like that's what you were going to do do at the beginning of the movie.
0: Yeah, (laughs) something that never came, fortunately. But um, yeah, I think that yeah, uh, that scene that you're talking about for that movie is probably what influenced a lot of people to be like, oh, this is what Prey two could be like. Um. Dre also said, I was a little skeptical at first of how they could make the Predator fighting Uh back in the 1700s. What can you all hear me?
1: Uh, uh, Yeah, your awesome Internet uh, popped in again. Uh, Sorry.
0: (laughs) They said how uh, they could make the Predator fighting back in the uh, 1700s. Interesting, but they pulled it off. Great cast and crew. And Quentin Hampton wrote... I love the fact that predator uses these high tech gadgets, no matter what the circumstance or opponent when he's already like six, eight, 300 pounds easily <laughs> solid predator movie. though. Strawfire 71 wrote, I've never seen a predator film before. I didn't know this was a predator film. I just heard people talking about it. having said that it was enjoyable and I appreciate the showcasing of indigenous culture. Will I be watching other predator movies now? Not likely. Medium with extra butter. And then Sid Tobias wrote, this movie was great. Such a refreshing use of the predator and shout outs to all the native and indigenous representation in this large popcorn, man. That representation means something to people.
2: Yeah, man. I I do
1: want to like, so um, in my media studies classes, when I was going to college, you know, it was was roughly 20 years ago. Um, So uh, we, we were talking about representation back then and kind of going through all of the groups and demographics. And at the very, very bottom, next to non-existent uh, were um, native indigenous First Nations roles. And so that's been something, I mean, look, Reservation Dogs is one of the best shows on TV right now. I love Wutherford Falls, yep. and then this movie comes out. Um, and then one of, the, one of the reasons I think this movie also got made, I think the director even said he wouldn't have done it unless this had been the case, is the uh one of the producers uh was comanche and so you had a touchstone to make sure that you know this was all being done respectfully while not having to be you know a museum piece um and like that is also the thing that i love about this film is that it's a way it's an example of how you tell different stories and the the fun and the sort of backdoor history lesson you can tell through IP.
2: Um, have you seen? Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Have you seen Wind River?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, I have.
2: That's I, that's an, like that's another. Well, obviously, it's it's, it's not an uplifting story. No, no, definitely no. not an uplifting story. But like that 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 movie, that's another one that like I always tell people is like you should check that out. And and just because like you're getting like a raw kind of look into like this is what life is really like on reservations uh, for people because it's not it's not kind of it's like, well, they got their own land, it's fine. Yeah. It was like, no, it sucks.
1: But to, but to your point, yeah, I, I, I really love when R- R- River. I think it's a great I love noir and genre stuff. But that's that's where pray to me even goes a step further, because usually when you have a movie that's got um, native issues, It's always usually centered around a white guy that happens to be you know um amongst the community and as good as that movie is it's really about jeremy renner and elizabeth olsen
2: it's a white saving movie (laughs) yes yes it
1: is (laughs) and and that's where i i mean i love this movie is like there's not like a redeeming white character in this just because like to to kumbaya even the guy that teaches her how to use the pistol, like she's saving him so she can learn how to use the pistol, not because she gives a fuck about this guy. Yep, yeah. And then he's toast and like, you know, two minutes later. So that's where I, I mean, even I, I was trying to think of another action movie of this. I mean, a lot of people compare this movie to The Revenant. And I, I, I think The Revenant Ooh. is a masterpiece. Yeah, I, I love Inuritu. But even that is, you know, about a
0: mm-hmm. white
1: guy getting revenge For his half white half native son yeah and so this is kind of in its own league for now and i hope it i hope it isn't i hope it shows people like yo i mean people want to see different protagonists they want to see first nations native protagonists in all kinds of stories and that's that's where i really 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 appreciate what this movie did
0: absolutely i mean this is one of the first movies uh i I think actually the first movie uh ever uh dubbed in uh the comanche language for Hulu. which
1: is how i saw That's it crazy. first i i watched the comanche dub first and then went back and watched the english one um and it's it's great and it makes much more sense because when the guy's like you know he goes from talking to from french to english and and he's like like oh you speak my language it's it's like it's kind of weird because it's like wait you're speaking english when you've also been speaking comanche in other scenes <laughs> yeah that being said, I know why they did it like that because I—I I mean, before we talk about rate, I mean, you—you were—we you were, we were going to talk about the theatrical um, versus the streaming of this.
0: Yep, uh, we're going to do—we're uh, going to read a quick IMDb review um, from our researcher Yuvia, and then we'll talk a little bit about that when we do our rating because that's definitely uh, a discussion worth having about why this wasn't given a theatrical release. Yuvia, our researcher, how are you?
4: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thanks for asking. So you have an IMDb review for us?
4: I do. Uh, Justin, be warned. All right.
0: (laughs) Are there M-bombs
4: in this? (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, It's a two-star rating by Billy Smith. It's uh, Predator, never knew what hit him. Damn, watching this movie, I learned one thing. Arnie could learn a lot from this teenage girl. She could run circles around this old war veteran who lost his whole team of war veterans and had his ass kicked by the challenge-chasing, hunt-hungry, tech-savvy, or sized alien. This little girl got all jacked up in just a few days. She did something big ol' Arnie did in years and years of hard training and fighting. Put a string on a tomahawk and all your skills reach 100 in no time. And I get it, she could not be bothered trying to save her tribe members cause she had a thing to prove, that she could hunt. It doesn't matter if she had any other motive other than to prove a point. Also, can you really be called a tracker if you have a dog sniffing around? No, 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 I won't go there. I told myself I would watch the new movie and just turn off my logic. Hollywood did that years ago, so I just adapt.
1: Wow. Yeah. OK, Logan Paul. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a that has very much like a, the kind of the toxic masculinity we saw when the new Black Panther trailer came out. And everyone was like, well, if Sherry's the new Black Panther, there's no way that she could be with the fight name or he has been a warrior for so, so so. it's like, shut the fuck
1: up. Is like- that the guy that made Ariel like white again? Like that, <laughs> that, that, that AI guy that like took the trailer and then just like made made her like a, a white redhead for, you know, no reason because he was feeling triggered. That's so crazy. That,
2: uh, that was written by uh, Andrew Tate's uh, fucking understudy. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you Yuvia, for that thank you. same review. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like we, we talked about earlier, this was the, the, the biggest premiere for Hulu. And a lot of people were wondering, like, why didn't this get a theatrical release when so much other shit gets a theatrical release instead of being put on streamers? And so for me, I'm like, I, I think it's that they didn't have faith that people will want to see this kind of representation, honestly. I think in some ways, as much as Hollywood tries to say, hey, we're all about diversity and inclusion, there's still a lot of people that are old school that are very much like, I don't know if anyone's going to want to see all these brown people succeeding.
2: Well, only one of them would actually succeed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them get kill. Well, her, her brother succeeded for in most of the movie.
0: <laughs> I thought he was really going to make it. I like I like that character. I, I thought he was going to make it. And then once they looked at each other, I was like, oh, no.
2: <laughs> After he got like, let
0: you know, she got him freed. He was like, no, oh. no, no
2: the the moment that he was just like hey just know it was you i was just like okay you're gone
1: <laughs>
2: it He's was you it was your thing i was just like okay that's, that's those famous last words
0: so he could be welcomed at the gates <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that, that, that was his uh carl we- uh his carl weathers moment oh, yep. like i got this it was like no no you're, you're about to
2: lose your arm the moment the moment he said that I saw the Valkyrie start running out of sky.
0: So what do you guys think about the streamer versus theatrical, especially for a movie like Prey?
2: I think it's pretty much, you know, they weren't sure that for one, because there's brown people. And then, you know, the main star of this is a woman and, and a, and a native American woman.
0: Yeah. on no, no, no whoa i just had a stroke okay. uh unknown uh, native american actress a- absolutely like, you're right.
2: yeah so it's like i think it's mainly you know it it, it lacks it, it lacks the, the whiteness that uh, uh, hollywood is used to uh and it, it lacks star power
0: especially when it comes to this franchise too i think also like this the last movie didn't make too much money so
1: so that's where I kind of come. I have a very nuanced feeling about this because I mean, the other thing is, um, so I, I don't know. Have either of you seen a barbarian yet?
2: No, that's on my list though. No. I actually yo, put it on the list.
1: Yo, it is. is
2: it's a crazy. I, I'm
1: not going to say another word about it, but like, yeah, yeah, when y'all do that one, that one's going to be wild, is all I got to say. Oh, geez. that being said, you know, that is basically an original concept um you know original horror idea that doesn't necessarily have any ip that's the only thing i'm going to spoil is that it's not attached to ip whereas this was attached to ip but that ip didn't exactly have the best Mm -hmm. track record and um in fact uh from a marketing standpoint uh dan trachtenberg had even talked about like in the trailer what if we did it to where we didn't even spoil that it was a predator movie and people found out when they were watching the movie. <laughs> ah, but, interesting. So, but I, I think it's, I, I think it begs a question. Like, I would have loved to experience this in the theater. That being said, I'm also a new dad. Ooh. And I don't know if I would have been able to see this two or three times. So there's part of me that kind of appreciated being able to see it on Hulu. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, we look, we've seen across several studios some very curious choices as um insofar as what is deemed theatrical and what is not barbarian is completely theatrical because it's something you have to experience with the crowd um and i think this this you could experience with the crowd but when you see barbarian Barbar- Bar- there's just like it is two hours of what the fuck in okay. a way that you have to experience with as many oh, as possible.
0: I haven't had any. I haven't had that since midsummer. So
1: <laughs> I'm not uh, sure. If I'm looking
0: forward to that for a horror film. Uh,
1: oh, this is yeah, yeah. It's it's in it's in that tier of oh, what what is happening, but brilliantly done. Oh lord. Uh, um, but yeah, I I think that Prey, um, it it just unfortunately, um, had to kind of deal with the expectations and the performance of this franchise. This franchise has never really had a mega hit. Yeah. The way that Alien and Terminator have. And even, you know, I hate to say Alien Terminator are going through difficult spells right now. Yeah, they're
0: having a rough time too. Just because people like look at the original. Even like if you're younger, you've seen these sequels and you look at the original, you're like, oh, that stuff is way better. Even like young people think that. So
2: Mm -hmm. your stories aren't
0: improving the franchise, then yeah, everyone say,
2: looked at Terminator Two. Like
0: that's the one. I mean, yeah. that's one of the best. I mean, yeah. that and Alien and Aliens. Or there's a yeah. reason why James Cameron gets billions of dollars to make movies.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's. That wild. being said, I do write hard for Dark Fate. I'm like one of the few people that does. But I,
0: I which one is? Oh, that's the most recent one, right? When they all came the out.
1: Yeah, where they're in Mexico.
0: With uh, except with See, I like the one before that. I like the one with a uh, Daenerys, because I thought it was something different that they did with John Connor.
1: See see, see see these movies can't be PG-13. That's that's my that's my bar.
0: That's fair. That's fair. But uh speaking of ratings, Justin break down our rating system, baby.
2: Uh first of all, you you glitched out there. Oh, sure. I heard it you called me baby, so don't call me baby. Uh, so guys, we rate movies <laughs> bags of popcorn, small, medium, large, and the XL for the exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile, we pile piles and piles of dog shit on top of it. So guys, we sat down and we watched the 2020 film 2022 film uh prey. Uh starring We're both stuttering
0: this episode, We're both like- Yeah, I
2: know. <laughs> uh Amber uh, Mid Thunder, uh, Dakota Beavers, uh and I- I'm not even gonna because I-, I don't want to butcher anybody. Else do it. Me. You always tease me by names. Do it. No, baby. All right. What say you uh John?
1: Uh so I'm gonna go um I'm going to go large bordering on XL, just because I think XL is like, like top 20 movies. And I don't know if this is my top 20 movies of all time, but it's definitely, um, if not the best movie I've seen this year, but definitely my favorite, just for all the things that it accomplishes and how it redeems a franchise that I had written off a long time ago.
2: Brandon.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna give it a large. I, I really enjoyed this movie. It surprised me. And it's tight. It's an hour and a half. It's and it goes really fast. It doesn't lag. Um, I, I really appreciated that, you know, the days are long. And sometimes, you know, you just want a quick break from everything. And uh, I've seen this twice. And I, I was entertained this more the second time, uh, which was surprising. So yeah, uh, I think uh, Miss Mid-Thunder, she has a huge career ahead of her. I hope that we get to see more diversity in these type of franchises. Am I breaking up again? Yep, Gosh.
3: <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Mid-Thunder.
0: You know, what's what's good is that I'm recording on the mixer, so I'm getting everything on here, so,
2: you know. But,
0: <laughs> so I can hear myself.
2: <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> as long as the voices in your head keep you company. <laughs>
0: All right, you know what? I'm giving it, I'm giving it a, you know, what I said, uh, a large. Go (laughs) with you, Justin, since y'all telling me.
2: Yeah, I'm going to give it a large as well. I I think that they did a really good job uh, with this. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's really, uh, like you said, it's elevating uh, that franchise, which has been dismal (laughs) at best. Um, And, you know, it gave us something fresh, uh, something uh, different. And uh, it really raised the stakes by going, you know, where they went as far as time frame, and also, you know, with the people, because you're taking, taking mostly a lot of the guns out of the equation really, for me, it really elevates things. And, uh, and then also being able to kind of, you know, see, uh, you know, see like the the heroes from a different perspective, you know, being the Comanche people I thought that was really cool.
0: I need a hero.
2: I'm
3: holding up for a hero morning mm-hmm. light. He's gotta he got pro- he's
0: he's got be strong, he fast, and he gotta got
2: be blood. I don't
1: know the words. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where I, I was supposed that... to come in. I was I was about to be doing the hi hat <laughs> 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 They right. did, they did use that song perfectly in that uh, He Man show trailer.
3: Oh, oh yeah, yeah.
1: Dude, when i heard that i like lost my mind and then i was like oh man this might actually be good and it was oh okay all right. don't look look mess good that good up let's see now that's
2: all that my- <laughs> all
0: right well john thank you so much for joining us for this episode man i'm really excited we got to have you on please tell the people how they can follow you and keep up with the work that you're continuing to do
1: Um. Uh, well uh I'm, i don't i don't know i i I'm in marketing. I like to stay invisible, but, uh, <laughs> um, uh you can actually, uh, I, I am making beats. So, uh, if, if you want to follow, uh, protocol sound, uh, I just released a little EP that's got three songs on it. It's called pressure points. Okay. So if you want to get on Spotify or Apple and, uh, listen to my, uh, hobby on the side, uh, please do. But other than that, I'll see you in the movie theater. Uh, you know, hopefully during the trailers,
2: if you don't show up late.
0: <laughs> Don't show up late to movies, everybody. Don't be that asshole in the movie theater.
2: Yeah, coming Dude. through, flashing your light, trying to find scene
0: <laughs> Bro, I, I got to, because, you know, I can go to Alamo, but it takes me a minute to get there from where I'm at. I go to AMC at City Walk. Man, those people come in 20 minutes into the movie, their phone lights all out. They got an iPad, too, for some reason. Like, it's just all kinds of bullshit. Well,
1: in LA, I mean, of all places, too. No. Yeah, uh, right. Yo, yeah. Yeah
0: well uh but uh folks y'all can follow me at american columnss you can follow the show at mediump podcast i know our segues a bit crazy this episode um, you can follow the podcast at medium p podcast on all social media platforms and be sure to go to the youtube channel push that subscribe button get yourself over there so you can alert about future celebrity interviews and reviews and justin if people want to support the show financially and follow you what can they do
2: my brother you can take yourselves on down to uh, <laughs> Patreon, <clears throat> excuse me, patreon.com slash medium popcorn. Uh, you know, we have five, $2, $5, $10, $15 packages. All of our backlogs uh, end up on Patreon. We have bonus episodes. There's so much on Patreon. If you love the show, that's where you need to go. Also, take yourself to TeePublic.com and grab yourself a little swag. TeePublic.com slash popcorn. Grab that swag and leave us a voice message. Three, four, seven, five, zero, eight, zero, nine, seven, eight. If right. you want to follow me, Jay Brown did it on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Boogie Woogie, give it the oogie. Thank you so much, John, for joining <laughs> us today. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you all for one. having me on. It was a blast. Thanks, Boogie- John, brother. Appreciate you, man.
0: Little Biscuits, Sun-Dried Tomatoes. We will talk to you all. Very, very soon. Oh, I hate you.
3: Medium popcorn. We are too big, a small and move, as yeah. brand new That's me, and just in popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it, well we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pisses or you're fun.